0: My name is Megan O'Sullivan, and I'm the host of the Elm City Podcast, sponsored by City Atlas New Haven. The Elm City Podcast explores the projects that New Havenites are engaging in around the city, covering both the challenges and successes of the work they're doing. Today, we're speaking with Anthony Correa, the Director of Recruitment for Elm Seed Enterprise Fund. The oldest student run microfinance organization in the world. So, to start off, can you please explain what the Elm Seed Enterprise Fund does?
1: Sure. So, we're a nonprofit, um, 501c3, and what we do is we provide three services generally. And those services are consulting, microfinance loans up to $5,000. And entrepreneurial development courses, and these services are usually targeting underserved communities and people who don't have access to the traditional services, especially um, traditional bank loans. So, besides those three services, you know, basically combining those and you know, networking opportunities for our clients and affiliates, we're really just trying to build a network of individuals who can share ideas and get access to a wealth of information that will essentially empower them and let them achieve their goals and objectives, which for many of them is achieving you know, upward socioeconomic mobility and financial independence.
0: So what specifically is your role within the organization?
1: Um, so during the regular school year, I'm basically heading the client recruitment department. So the position is director of client recruitment, and in our department, client recruitment is basically the outward-facing, you know, appendage of the of the organization because we de- deal directly with community partners, with you know, local local officials, and we're essentially trying to encapsulate what our message is and what our mission is, and deliver that to the general New Haven, the Greater New Haven region. So. You know, we can essentially meet clients or meet people who would want to refer clients to us, uh, and and you know, ultimately just make the largest impact. Which what we feel is, we think we're really serving an in, in, in underserved group of people in general, and just providing a service where you know we can we can develop a mindset. Between not just the people we work with, but the actual students. and it's a learning it's a learning experience for everyone involved. So it's amazing. and what we do a lot of is bridging connections. So you know again, our focus is the consulting microloans and, and entrepreneurial development courses and just assisting people in general, but by connecting with you know local local professionals, uh, other partners and the actual clients that we serve. And, you know, bringing in students of, of, of all ages into, into the whole process, we think we're just creating a greater discussion and providing people with opportunities to actually share information when it comes to small business and entrepreneurship. You know, a lot of times there's a million templates out there on how to do a business plan, on, you know, advice on how to start a business, on, you know, what, what to do to, to prove your marketing. And there's so many things out there, but most people, it's just, there's so much information. It's like, where do you start? And really, we just want to get people together and, and get these conversations going that will instill confidence, push people and propel people towards their objectives and goals.
0: So where does the money come from Mm -hmm. when you are giving these loans out to people? Who is taking on the risk for these loans?
1: Um, Well, we take on the risk. Where that money actually comes from is mostly from grants or donations, and we're really grateful to everyone who donates and supports our our mission.
0: So what inspired you to get involved with the Elm Seed Enterprise Fund?
1: I actually transferred to Yale in fall 2013. Before that I was going to school in Miami Dade College in my hometown in Miami, Florida. So I did that for two years and I got my associate's degree and essentially the program I was part of was called the Honors College program. And Students going into that program are are intending to transfer afterwards and the program is really great because, you know, it sets it sets you up with all the resources you need to transfer eventually and, you know, the mentors and, you know, the peer network to to learn essential skills. And, you know, so so I'm really grateful to that program which really, you know, motivated me and and, and helped me see the world in a a greater way, which education does in general, but the actual people at Miami-Dade College really inspired me to find a purpose. It's at Miami-Dade where I realized I have a passion for people in general, I just have a passion for community outreach, seeing how I can connect with people, seeing how my work can generally provide a benefit to things that I think are important. So in school, I got heavily involved with multiple organizations, but mainly the Student Government Association at my campus. And joining that just opened my eyes to so many, so many issues ongoing, you know, especially related to education and immigration, lack of funding, and it just, you know, working with other people and and having a tangible impact and being able to create meetings and presentations and events that actually inspire other students and, and, and being able to, you know, pass on technical skills it's a little bit different from Elmseed in a sense where we, you know but we would discuss everything that has to do with being a student uh becoming a professional and we we'd essentially you know motivate other students to get involved and seek answers and seek new new things to be a part of so being involved with that was really just you know my introduction to you know social work and and uh community development in general but when i transferred to Yale i, I you know I, after having done two years You know, and eventually becoming president of student government, you know, I felt like, where else am I going to use what I've learned and where's the next step for me? I wasn't really sure. And it took me a while to find out. Really, I was just getting used to the the new, you know, the new system, the new academic rigor. And, uh, you know, just getting to know my place at Yale, which is an amazing place. After finding out about them, I applied. You know, I went into the client recruitment department and I, I worked there for a while. And eventually, um, I started working with community partners. That was my specific role, and just trying to create partnerships and see how we can, you know, find other other people with with similar goals who who we could leverage partnerships with, and you know, just meeting people, being involved with with overall objectives, meeting with clients in general. It really pulled me in, and it made me want to get as involved as possible. And I felt, you know, I felt I felt finally like. You know, I, although I'm part of other organizations, I felt like this was something I could really dedicate my time to, and uh, so eventually I became di- a director of client recruitment, and currently I'm I'm summer manager, which is great because I get to not work w- not only work with client recruitment side of things, but also with all the other parts of the organization, which is really you know expanding my view of what the organization's practices are as well as how I can um, work to improve and and drive growth and higher quality assurance in general for the organization.
0: So can you tell me a little bit about one of the loans that you've recently given out and about the impact?
1: Yeah, sure. One client that comes to mind that uh, we've recently worked with is a gentleman named Flon Manley, and he runs a clothing company named Incomplete Designs. So he has a background in art, and you know, since since he was in high school, he would always design clothing, sneakers, and he always had a passion for it. But a lot of times, just because you have a passion, how do you how do you decide? How do you take the initiative, and you know, have the confidence to say, "I'm gonna make this my career." A lot of people they might not think that 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 just because they like that and they enjoy it, that, that's something actually feasible. Which is which is why I really respect Flan and. He wanted to take this hobby he had and this passion to the next level. So he reached out to Elmseed. We dispersed a loan, le- uh, one of our loans to him. And that loan went directly towards opening his storefront, which opened in the beginning of the summer. And his storefront is actually in Shelton, Shelton, Connecticut. And so early this summer that launched, and it was awesome. He has a storefront that is visited daily where he can showcase all his clothes and, and, and gear which is really great and very stylish. But uh, even more than that, the mission is is fantastic because I think the whole idea behind, and he'd probably say it better than than I could, the whole idea behind Incomplete Designs is that life is never perfect, but we're always in the pursuit of perfection in a way. So knowing that there's always an opportunity to change, knowing that there's always an opportunity to become better, to 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 reinvent you know your mission and work with other people that's kind of what's driving the brand and that's why it's incomplete designs it may be incomplete but knowing that in itself is what makes us appreciate what we have and the things that we do and it, it makes us okay with with achieving with achieving more because we know that you know nothing is ever perfect we can just pursue that ideal though
0: so how is this business doing now
1: pretty well he just opened up in the beginning of summer but you know I know I know we've personally bought a couple items which are really nice and he it's great because you know one of one of the metrics that we use to to know if like a business is doing well in general is you know the repayment around the loans and and he's he's doing very well on the repayment and according to him um, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of traffic going through the store which is, which is fantastic. And ultimately, just like, just like the mission, you know, incomplete design, there's always room to improve. And there's always, there's always room to find how to add more value. And I think that that's what's wonderful about Flana and a lot of our clients is that he has that mindset. And no matter what happens with that, he's going to be able to adapt and continue to, to innovate. So, you know he's he's doing well, and we expect him to continue doing well, even if he has to adapt. Like you know, like his like his motto, like his motto says.
0: Have you seen any trends in what your clients are interested in doing? So, for example, is there a certain type of business that keeps popping up that people are trying to start, or do you think that you get a, a wide variety of different things?
1: I'd say that we have a really diverse range of clients you know everything from food related to construction to even refurbishing antique items a lot of different things but i guess i guess one example is and i think this might be seen across the nation a lot of people could relate with this is a lot of people are interested in food trucks because it's a new trendy idea and it really is convenient you know to be able to move Around and be mobile, it's great, and furthermore it 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 actually cuts down on a lot of costs that a traditional restaurant may have, so a lot of people have been kinda of interested in seeing how they can um you know get into that what they need to what they need to think about, what kind of cash flow that they need to cover the cost of the vehicle and everything in the beginning so we're speaking with a couple of people about that a lot of times you have to try to grasp whether or not that market is saturated or not but we feel like there's still there's still potential if you if you're delivering a solid product that there's there's still potential against that business well what we found is really it comes down to location like where you're where what times you're and where you're deciding to set up you know depending on the traffic of people so for people getting into that business you essentially have to kind of develop the intuition and kind of know where people are at at what time at what time of the day but yeah, that's just one thing that people are recently interested in, and so you, have
0: you given out any loans for food trucks yet, or
1: not? Yeah, that's not just yet. that's something okay. really new that we're actually right. speaking with clients now about who are interested in doing that. Some past clients who have dealt with other businesses in the past are actually coming to us and saying, "Hey, I'm interested in buying and in, in, in getting into food truck business," and they're even like looking at vehicles already. This trend is amplified, especially in New Haven, by the fact that there was the first annual New Haven Food Truck Festival recently over by Long Wharf, um, which was really great. Uh, we attended that uh, a couple months ago. And so the fact that like that that, that was in the news and it was supported by one of our partners, the Small Business Service Center, Small Business Academy, led by Jacqueline James, the fact that it, that it had that endorsement, and endorsements from multiple people in the community, really kind of got the news out there and showcased a lot of the great cuisine that we have. in in New Haven. And I remember the event was really great. You know, we had uh, local gospel choirs from all around New Haven. Just so, such quality music. Like, I was right there in the front row and just, you know, speaking to people and just, you know, really just feeling the music. You know, you'd get up have some good food. um, You know, and towards the end, uh, Mayor Tony Harp came up and gave a really inspiring beach. And it's really just about what organizations like Elmseed Small Business Service Center, and a lot of other organizations. The like Grove, you know, City Atlas. All these organizations are about empowering people. You know, us specifically, we want to promote small businesses so that we can, in a grassroots way, we can promote community members or empower community members to take control of their lives and add value to the communities that they are dedicated to and that they are um, committed to. So that's I think it's a really great mission. It's a it's a great way to empower and enfranchise people. And, you know, a recent article by the New Haven Register even said that we're expecting like two thirds of all New Haven businesses that are moving forward are gonna be small businesses. So it's gonna be really interesting to see how this landscape progresses, what LMC's role is in that and how we can leverage our partners' specialties to create a really powerful economic cluster that's going to provide opportunities for people and at the same time have a greater policy discussion and be be a driving example of what's possible when people get together for community development.
0: Do you have any hopes or ideas for new projects or initiatives in New Haven? What would you like to see happen in the city?
1: I think that one thing, for example, is uh, City Atlas. I think it fulfills... A really great niche. I mean, the other publications are awesome. There's a lot of publications from Yale. And there's you know the New Haven Register, New Haven Independent, but something like City Atlas, which can fulfill a niche and specifically um, inform people about initiatives that are going on that are focused on community development, on sustainability. You know, it's it, it can really be you know, a central node where organizations like Elmseed can, can come around, find information, find out about events and connect more, you know, any, I think any opportunities for people to get together, get in a room, brainstorm and, and create new ideas and create new partnerships where multiple people can effectively contribute their resources is, Amazing and what drives and what drives change, what drives innovation in any city, in any place, in any nation. So there's a lot of forms for that in in New Haven. And there, are especially, I would recommend if anyone wants to voice their opinions, there are management team meetings, which is part of the um, livable city initiative, in New Haven, and you know there are a lot of there are a lot of forums where you can go to chamber of commerce, for example. But I'd like to see perhaps even a new a new forum where students, socially geared uh, organizations, something like City Atlas can they can get together and it can just start with a few people, but can really start to dis- discuss these these ideas essentially these potential opportunities to collaborate and partner and and create more community events. There's a lot of events out there, but I feel like even more frequent events that promotes some type of social cause or promote discuss some educational issue some issue that can actually provide education for young people and and older people alike i think that would be awesome because when when you create when you create a discussion when you create an event or a campaign around something people are are more likely to pay attention when you, get, when you get multiple organizations in a room that are willing to dedicate and sponsor these events, you get even better ideas. When you have better ideas and you have people who are dedicated to pushing forward those ideas and multiple partners, you have even more legitimacy and you have even more leverage and you have even more potential for reaching the maximum amount of people. So, you know, this is something that a lot of people try to do. But if young people, including high school students, you know, Yale students, Gateway Community College students, UNH, you know, if if multiple people could basically take that, that model, which is just people getting in a room and creating ideas... And you can make it even better and gear it towards something that everyone's pretty passionate about. And in this case, I feel like City Atlas does a really great job in focusing on community development and sustainability. Why not? Why Why not try? Why not aspire to see how we can fit in this greater ecosystem that has a lot of different objectives? But I know me, for example, and the the people that that I work with, we're trying to really get at the roots of the community and try and trying to find the find the issues that we can talk about that might have the most impact. Just one, for example, is providing financial mobility, socioeconomic mobility. That's what Elmseed is trying to address. That small business loans and consulting alone are not going to change the world, but it can be one part of this greater mission to inspire and motivate community members to basically take control of their life, decide what their goals are, And actually believe that they have the self-worth and they have the propensity to complete those goals. Because a lot of these people do, but they don't believe that they can. Even me, I, I, you know, coming out of high school as a first-generation college student, I wasn't really sure that, you know, a place like Yale was for me. I I wasn't sure that even college was a place for me. I, I wasn't certain. And there's always more that you can do. But once... But once I developed a different mindset, once I had, you know, mentors who actually highlighted the skills I had and kind of explained what they had done before, explained how to, you know, help me develop a vision of what I could do. That's when I decided to take control of my own life and just be independent and at the end of the day realize that I'm an individual and I do have control over my actions and my fate. So that's just one example in college. And you know, a lot of college students face that. It's like, why should I keep going forward? Like, what's the point of it all? And, you know, we just, it, it, the thing is, just providing more networks for people who want to get to the next level in their life, who want to make more change, who want to become better people. You know, if there's more networks available for that, and these networks are doing an effective way of marketing and reaching out to the people that, that need this help, it's amazing. I think that Miami did College, uh, the honors program did that for me, to scale that to you know the discussion we're having now, I think LMC does that for a lot of motivated, passionate entrepreneurs in the city that know what they want to do, but maybe are a little bit jaded or not motivated enough to actually take action because they don't know where the next step is. And by actually helping them develop business plans, marketing plans, and really just developing a relationship with them, believing in them and saying, hey, we're going to do this together These things help them develop the mindset and the self-confidence to uh, move forward and, and, you know, accomplish everything that they want to and even more along the way.
0: Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Anthony. This was really, really great, and I hope that City Atlas and Elmseed can work on some of these initiatives this coming year.
1: Yeah, I hope so, too. I really see a lot of great things in the future for this partnership and New Haven in general. As somebody from Miami, I've only been here in New Haven for two years, but I really feel like it's a new home to me. There's so many amazing people here, so much creative potential. And I think that by creating partnerships between students, young adults and the older generation, you know, all these different types of wisdom and insight, if we can, um, you know, if we can get together and do what people have been doing for years and years, but just constantly strive to push the limits, to push the boundaries and do what we do better and find better ways to do things that are already going on. That's what's going to create more opportunities and it's going to teach more people. And really create the sense of a community, which is what we the, a word of a word that we throw around so much community, but what, how do you actually create a community and it's by just starting with a conversation with a discussion.
0: Well, thank you again. yeah, thank you That was Anthony Correa, a senior at Yale University and the director of recruitment at Elm Seed Enterprise Fund. The music for the Elm City Podcast was created by Kevin McLeod. His work can be found at incompetech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. The Elm City Podcast was produced by me, Megan O'Sullivan, and is sponsored by City Atlas New Haven. For more information, please visit our website, www.newhaven.thecityatlas.org, or visit our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com/slash City Podcast. Thanks
1: for listening.